0: He is risen. Today we're going to look at one scripture, one verse, and from 1 Peter that talks about the living hope that we have and what that means in Christ Jesus. I don't know what your Easter plans are for the rest of the day. I don't know if pandemic has changed it. I don't know if you're able to gather with family or friends. I don't know if you're having the traditional, I don't know, uh, Easter meals. And I don't know if you went out and bought the new Easter outfit. That was my mom's thing. When I was a little kid, they always had to get the new Easter outfit. Did you get the new Easter? My wife decided this tie looked was Easter. Okay, I I don't know if we still do that. I don't know if you're having the family gatherings. I mean, there's just so much that pandemic has kind of taken away from us. But here's what hasn't been taken away. What's of first importance? You heard that, right? In 1 Corinthians 15. For what I received, I passed on to you. What is of first importance? That Christ died for our sins. According to the scriptures, it was God's plan. He died for our sins. Oh, he was buried. That that That, that happened. But he was raised according to the scriptures. On that third day, just as God had foretold, just as it was planned so long ago, that God accomplished his purpose. He brought salvation to his people. The truth is that Jesus is our living hope. Today we sang a song already about Jesus being our living hope. And I'm so thankful that... uh, Jim and Josh were joined by some other friends. Joe, who's come. Thank you, Joe. And, and Kristen, uh, who came. She's from another congregation. All of them were part of the college ministry and are part of the college ministry um, at uh, UMBC. So thank you for them. It adds a lot, doesn't it? I'm thankful uh, for their gifts and for their talents and sharing. But they led us in a song, Living Hope. About Jesus being our living hope. Well, those are words directly from the Scripture, directly from Peter. And here's what he's talking about. And I want you to know three things today. Number one, that being our living hope, Jesus is that love gift of God. That love gift of God. That, that this living hope shows us something that no one else and nothing else could do to show us the incredible love that God has for us. Let's look at the scripture. Let's look at this one verse. It's from 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 3. It says, praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, because in his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Now, we don't have to go very far in that verse when something should strike us, something should catch our attention. It said, Jesus, praise be to God, who is Jesus? Well, (laughs) he's the son of God. It says, praise be to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ the father of our Lord Jesus Christ now we know from the scriptures that Jesus was completely man that he was completely human but he was also very much the incarnate son of god the one who in his flesh all the fullness of divinity lived Jesus is unique he is god's son and he is not i mean he's god's son whom god loved so much Jesus himself said uh, in John three sixteen, uh, a verse that maybe many of us who grew up in the church learned early on. It just says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. Jesus summarizes this good news in this one verse, but don't miss it. For God so loved the world. How do you know that God loves you? There's been some difficulties this year. There's been a lot of difficulties. How do you know when we've lost loved ones this year? How do you know that God cares for you? We know because our living hope. Because God so loved the world that he gave his only son. To be our sacrifice, to be our sin offering. Some of you guys have pets. That you love very much i don 't want to take that away uh, from you um, but but I have to let you know that they 're pets right yeah. i I mean I get it I mean maybe you 're one that, that like okay, your dog needed surgery and or your cat needed a new you know eye transplant i, I don 't know maybe you 're one that invested very much into heavily into your We'll make more. There's more. Do- I mean, I, I don't want to be insensitive because I know you love your pets. Here's the deal. Sometimes I think some of us treat it as if God sort of cares about us as, well, we're a pet or we're a created thing or we're something distant. Don't make no mistake here. God loved you so much that he sent his son To swap out. To pay for your sins. To take the shame that you deserve. You are the one who rebelled. You are the one who walked away. You are the one who were disobedient. Well, deceived and enslaved. You are the one who broke the law. You are the one who deserved God's wrath. And yet God loved you so much that he sent Jesus as a substitute for you you realize that Jesus is the ultimate sign, the ultimate indication that God loves you. Sometimes we think our way is forgotten by the Lord. Sometimes we think that, oh, the Lord hasn't remembered. I mean, oh, He he remembers. He knows. He's engraved you on the palm of His hand. He sent His Son to die for you. Here's the second thing I want you to know. Our living hope means that Jesus brings new life. Brings new life. Did you notice what he says? In his great mercy. He has given us new birth into a living hope. Through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. In his great mercy. I don't know how to capture. How to capture the offense That God must have experienced by our sin. I I think if I were to give myself a label. I think I might be the king of the hypocrites. You see, I I can see it in my life. I can see where I'm so excited about Jesus. I'm so excited about God. But then it seems so easily and so quickly I can just turn. Turn. I, I, I don't know another way to express it, but I have experienced a love of God that's incredible. He has given me new life. when I, I'll be honest, I don't deserve it. I grew up knowing about Jesus. I grew up knowing about God's love. I grew up knowing about the cost it was to buy my salvation. I grew up with all of that. And yet, it embarrasses me. I'm ashamed of how easily I could turn away from him. The Apostle Paul seemed to know that, too, when he says this in Titus, he says, at one time we, too, were disobedient, deceived and enslaved by all kinds of passions and pleasures. We end up living in envy and malice, being hated and hating one another. You can see it in the world, of course, right? You can see it in our world today where there is such hatred and violence and injustice. I mean, the reason we have Black Lives Movement, the reason we're having Stop Asian Hate Movement, um, the reason we need those things is because there is such hatred and violence and malice that has just corrupted our souls from the inside out. Right, you know that. You can see it in the world. It doesn't take much walking through some Facebook to see all of it. But when you look inside... That's when you really see. I was disobedient, yes. Deceived into thinking, well, this is okay, this is the right way, I'm not so bad. Yeah, I'm not, I'm okay. Deceived and enslaved. That's the Bible word for addiction. Jesus said, Everyone who sins is a slave to sin. Where is your addiction? Where is your addiction? Is it your pride? Is it your anger? Is it lust? Is it greed? Is it how other people see you? Where is the point where you are so selfish, where you want your way so badly that you are enslaved? We deserve God's wrath. We deserve being put out on the curb. We deserve being shut out from his presence forever. We deserve nothing from him. We have no hope other than Jesus. He's our living hope. You see, that verse goes on. I'm so glad. It says, because when the kindness and love, His great mercy, when the kindness and love of God our Savior appeared, He saved us. Not because of the righteous things we had done, no. But because of His mercy. He saved us through the washing, rebirth, and renewal by the Holy Spirit. He has given us new birth, new Life When we deserve nothing but rejection, abandonment, the consequences of our sin, God came and sent Jesus, our living hope. This renewal, this rebirth that's that's given to those Christians who believe with the Holy Spirit comes and washes and cleanses us and making us new. This is what Peter is talking about in, in verse three, when he says in his great mercy, he gave us new birth. New birth. New life. Not just forgiveness, not just pardon, but new life. I mean Okay, you know I teach philosophy, and so we like special words like ontological, metaphysical, you know, those kinds of things. There's this ontological ontological new reality that those who have faith in Jesus Christ are born again. They are alive again, they are a new creation, they are person 2.0, right? Before it was just me. It was before it was me and my sin. Now it is me cleansed and born again with the Holy Spirit residing in me. If you're not a believer today, you've never experienced that. You don't have the Holy Spirit in you. You have not been cleansed. You have not been born again. And Jesus says, unless this happens, the kingdom of God, the new life is not yours. Um, In John chapter 3, once again, Jesus in verse 3 says, very truly, I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they experience this, unless they are born again. Have you been born again? Are you experiencing the new life, the resurrected life? I couldn't help but stand when we're singing this song. The resurrected king is resurrecting me. He has resurrected me. He has given me a new life, a new calling, a new purpose. He has taken me from shame and ashes and defeat and, de- and destruction and given me a new hope because Christ lives in me. His spirit lives in me. Are you there? Are you experiencing it? Are you allowing the risen Christ who lives in you now, if you're a believer, to have control? One of my most memorable experiences as a college minister, I was um, at another university and they had a chapel there and uh, I was brand new. I, I hadn't been on the campus but a few days, actually. And the new freshmen were arriving and people were there. And, um, you know, it's always exciting. the new, a new At this time, I told somebody, uh, <clears throat> I'm ready for this semester to be over. <laughs> you know, I mean, we're all kind of like, let's get done with this one. You know, get the grades. You know, let's, let's just finish it up. But the newness of the new semester, it's always exciting to me. It's always one of my favorite times. And I was walking through this new chapel on this new campus and there were new students around. And in this chapel, of course, it was empty. The students weren't there during the day. I mean, it was just kind of completely empty. And as I was walking through, I I saw a young lady, a young freshman, first year student. She was over there just weeping, just weeping. I mean, obviously, she came here to be alone. I mean, probably, do you do something? Do you say something? I'm the new chaplain. What am I supposed to do? I don't know. I don't know. If you think I would know, do they train? They don't have a manual, really. It's really kind of, just kind of wing it. And so I walked over there and I, I just kind of said, hey, this is who I am. I, I'm, I'm the Baptist minister here. I'm one of the chaplains. Um, I just, I saw you crying. I just want to see if, you know, you need someone to talk to or if you needed uh, someone to, to just pray with you or something. Yeah. As in her tears, she said, I've screwed up my life. I totally messed up everything. I need a new life. (laughs) If there's anything that is the gospel of Jesus Christ, it is about new life. It is about being born again. And right there, she gave her life to Jesus. Right there, what the Scripture says, what Peter is telling us is that she was born again. That the new life that she craved was granted to her. Does she feel the pain? Does she feel the shame? Absolutely, but Jesus paid for it. He took that shame. He gave her new life. Have you been born again? Have you been born again? Lastly, this truth about Jesus, that He's our living hope. The third thing I want you to walk away from this passage is realizing maybe the simplest truth of all. all, He's alive. He's alive. Look at what it says. He's given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from among the dead. Sometimes we don't realize that without the resurrection, none of this is true. The Apostle Paul tells us in 1 Corinthians 15 that if Jesus has not been raised from the dead, and in this life only you have this hope, we are to be pitied more than all men. Why? Because we're believing a lie, we'd be believing something that is false. But no, that's why he says it's of first importance. Jesus died according to the scriptures. He was buried and he was raised from the dead three days later, according to the scriptures. That's of first importance because without the resurrection, we don't have hope. Our king died for us, yes, but proving that he is king, proving that he paid for sins. He rose from the dead and giving us this new place in his kingdom. You see, it's not just salvation from our sins. It's salvation to our new life and eternity. Where our risen King lives. We have a hope that is in a living Jesus. that A living King. One who is with us. In fact, Jesus, one of the last things He tells His disciples in Matthew 28, verse 20, is that, and surely I am with you always, even to the end of the age. What have you gone through this year? What will you go through? I don't know. But I know that the One who walks with us, The One who is with us and indwells us but with His Holy Spirit. The One who will reign forever as our King is alive. And we don't go alone. We don't go by ourselves. We walk with Him. The One who saved our soul. The One who loved us. The One who knows all things. The One who holds the universe in His hands. He is with us. Because He's alive. It's a living hope. Verse 8. Though you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you don't see him now, you believe and are filled with an inexpressible, glorious joy. Because you are receiving the end result of your faith, the salvation of your souls. For those of you that may not be believers here today, notice in that Scripture it's very, very clear. How do you receive Jesus? You may not have seen Him. You may have not experienced a a visible presence of Christ right here, right now, the resurrected King who is in heaven with the Father. Um, But you can believe. It is a step of faith. You're supposed to look for the evidence, absolutely. You question all you want to because he has proven himself true and he has proven himself faithful. Would you open your life to Jesus today? Would you by faith say, okay, Jesus? Alright, I'm in. If you're real, come on. Save me. I need you. Rescue me. Redeem me. Would you make that step? Would you answer his call? Would you respond to his love today? For those of us who are believers, we said yes. We know that he walks with us. We know that he is in our lives. We we know that he is alive. Would you join me and live like it? Would you join me and live like it? Would you stop acting as if your problems are so big that the risen king can't handle it? Would you stop grieving like the rest of men who have no hope, but you would know that the resurrected King will solve all things, including death? Would you live like the risen King of glory walks with you today, dwells with you today by His Holy Spirit? Have you received the love of God? Are you living with the living hope? Are you experiencing His life and His salvation on a daily basis? It's yours today. Today, if you need uh, just to spend a little time with the Lord, maybe right where you are in your seat, or feel free to come uh, to the bench up front. If you just, just need to be with the Lord, you respond to God as He is calling you. Let's pray. Father, thank You so much for the living hope that we have. For the eternal life that we have in Your Son, Jesus. Father, thank You for Your Spirit. Thank You for the resurrection and the, and the knowledge of Your Son. That He has come. That He has come to give us life. Lord, we ask that You would grab a hold of any heart listening here that doesn't know You. That You would convict and You would bring them to this new life. And Lord, for the rest of us, help us not live in the darkness of despair any longer. But let us live as a, as a testimony to the life You have given us. We pray all of these things knowing that You hear us in the name of our living hope, Jesus the King. Amen.